Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us here at Neighborhood Church. It's great to be together. If you're on the live stream this morning, thank you for joining us. And if you're watching this or checking this out at a later time, we love that you've made that time to do that. Uh, I am a runner. And as you know, if you're around Neighborhood Church, I use sermon illustrations with regards to running on occasion, probably about once a month. But about three times a week, I go out running three to four miles. And for some of you, that might feel like a long distance. I know other people in the church, you're barely getting warmed up at three or four miles. But either way, I like to run. And running is as much physical as mental. Because when you make a decision to run, you have to get off the couch, get out of bed, or get up from the TV and actually go and run. And then once you're actually out running, there's some days that you feel like there's wind underneath your feet, and other days you feel like you're trying to run through wet concrete. And in the midst of that, there's always this mental battle going on. The older I get, it seems like I talk to myself more. And so when I'm out running on those rough days, I'm talking to myself to keep going, to not quit. Or as uh, Dory says in Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. I, start, I, I keep telling myself, just keep running. And running can be hard. And also I use this running app. And along the way, you can do guided runs where a voice comes in your headphones that encourages you to keep going. And then at the end of every run, when I hit stop, this voice comes on and encourages me and tells me that you made it to the end, you persevered, you finished, good job. Now today we are going to be talking about persevering together. That we want to persevere together. And all of us face many difficulties in all different situations in our life. And we need to learn to persevere together. As the Apostle Paul is wrapping up his letter to the church in Rome, you can see that they have persevered together through different things. And now in verses 20 to 24 of Romans chapter 15, if you want to take out your Bible on whatever device or paper, we'll be in Romans 15 today. And in verse 22 to 24, we read a little bit of his travel log. And here's what it says. In fact, my visit to you before I get into that, actually, the definition of perseverance, <laughs> I skipped that over, but the definition of perseverance, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty, or with little or no prospect of success. In other words, perseverance means that even when things don't have a light at the end of the tunnel, or a good outcome you can see in mind, you keep going and trusting that somehow it will work out. Now back to Romans chapter 15, verses 22 to 24. And here's what Paul writes. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I've been preaching in these places. But now I have finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I'm eager to visit you. I'm planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop off in Rome. And after I've enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. For some of you, when you read Romans 15, this part, it's very boring. Because it's like reading a travel log. For other historians, this is pointing out a bit of a map of Paul's life at that time. And in this little short verses, he's talking about how he was delayed 
and how he has now finished his work and is hoping to come to Rome. And being delayed means that his plans changed. Something happened that prevented him from going down the time frame or with the plans that he had decided. And what we see here is we need to persevere even when plans change. Even when things unexpected happen, we need to keep going. Paul had a plan to take the gospel to places where the gospel had not yet gone. And he is persevering even though he was delayed and redirected for a period. He could have decided to quit. He could have given up. But instead, he continued to keep going. Why is it hard to persevere? Well, one reason I believe it can be hard to persevere is if you don't have a plan. If you don't have a plan, then you don't know why you're doing things. Paul knew why he was doing things. And I ask you, why do you do certain things? Why do you go to work every day? What is your purpose? What is your plan? Why do you invest in yourself in trying to continue to make yourself better? Why do you have a family or stay with your family or chosen to, to not go to something else? Why is it that you have your family? Why do you care about justice or not care about justice? Because if you don't know the why, it can be easy to give up when plans change. 2020 has tested all of our flexibility and resolve and plans. Jen, at the beginning of the year, talked about God had given her a word for the year, adjust. And I think it's not just a word for her, I think it's a word for the whole planet. Because we have been adjusting in so many ways. So many of us had plans at the beginning of the year for yourself, your family, your job, school, vacations, serving and showing and sharing Jesus in your neighborhood and going to the nations. And then life happened. A pandemic happened. Racial tension happened and more. And here we are learning to be flexible and adjusting and persevering when plans change. There are probably certain days where you're just trying to persevere and not quit. Some reasons I persevere is I believe that God has a plan for my life. I believe God has a plan for my family, for this church, for this neighborhood, for this nation. And I believe that God has put me in a position with a certain platform that I can encourage people to continue to pursue after God's plans and purposes. In many ways, God and you is the reason that I keep going. Perseverance takes a plan, and even when those plans change, persevere. Then we read on in verses 25 to 28 that Paul writes that before he comes to Rome, he's headed to Jerusalem. He's going to go the exact opposite direction of Rome, but it's for a purpose. He's headed there to drop off a gift, which was given by the people in Macedonia and Acacia for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. And here's what I see. Perseverance is bigger than you. Perseverance is bigger than you. Paul is demonstrating and showing and sharing Jesus, and he recognizes that his life is more than just about him. When life is all about you, when life is centered on only your existence, it becomes small and insignificant. But when we look beyond and invest in our others, it becomes about a bigger picture, a bigger purpose. 
And that can help us to persevere. We do see in this passage very clearly that both physical and spiritual needs come together. That the gospel isn't just about one, it is about both. And when we read in verses 26 to 27, it says this, For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Acacia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessings of the good news from the believers in Jerusalem. They feel the least they can do in return is to help them financially. Sharing and showing Jesus is reciprocal and inseparable. Paul was sent to Macedonia and Acacia, the people who didn't know Christ. And as these people came to know Christ, they identified that Paul himself was a gift to them and a gift to share and show Jesus. And because of this gift of Paul, they felt indebted back to the church in Jerusalem. And in a sense, they didn't send something spiritual back. They sent something physical back, a gift for those who are poor in that city. It's easy to try to separate the gospel and say it's only about proclamation of the truth but it's also about demonstrating that. Both sharing the truth and showing it through our lives. And Paul was doing both. And it was a reciprocal nature. It wasn't just Paul giving, it was also him receiving. It wasn't one church just giving, it was also receiving. And a healthy person will both give and receive. If you're always giving, you'll become empty and discouraged. And if you're always receiving, spiritually, you'll become fat and lazy. We need to be both giving and receiving. There's a river in the country of Israel called the Jordan River that flows from north to south. The Jordan River enters the Sea of Galilee and the Sea of Galilee is teeming with life and fish and all sorts of things. And then on the south end, the Jordan flows out of it. It continues to flow down through the nation of Israel, separating the country of Jordan and Israel as a border. And then it flows into the Dead Sea, where in the Dead Sea, there's no outlet. It dries up. And as by the name you can see, there's not much alive in the Dead Sea. Think about in your own life. Are you the Sea of Galilee, which is receiving and giving and teeming with life? Or maybe you're more like the Dead Sea that you just continue to receive but not giving anything out. The gospel, showing and sharing Jesus, is reciprocal. It's both giving and receiving and these two are inseparable. Now in verse 28 to 29, Paul continues about this goal of getting to Spain but on the way stopping in Rome. Paul is not so driven by his mission that he forgets about people. Because people are vital to the mission that Paul's on. It's about showing and sharing Jesus, seeing people come to know Christ. And three times, Paul mentions his hopes in coming to Rome to meet with people. Verse 24, he states to have some fellowship. Verse 29, he says, for Christ to richly bless their time together. And verse 32, that this will be mutually encouraging to each other. And what I see here is encourage each other to persevere. Everyone faces discouragement. 
And all of us need encouragement. Isolation can only add to discouragement and disillusionment. Do you need encouragement today? I do. Is there someone you can encourage today? Yes, there's people around us who need encouragement. The gospel is about Jesus and Jesus breathing new life into you and I. And as he breathes new life into us, we are able to give that life away to others. We need strength. We need new hope. We need people to invest in us and to invest in others. Are you hopeless, frustrated, disillusioned? We can find hope in Jesus, but we also can find hope being together in relationship with one another. Yes, Paul is focused on preaching the gospel, but he also is focused on encouraging people as a part of that. Do you know what encourages me? It encourages me to see God working in other people's lives around me and sometimes through me. I was on a Zoom call a few weeks ago with the worship team. And Nikki Lerner was sharing a devotional with the team. And as she was sharing this passage of scripture, different people began to add little ideas to this whole passage. And you could just see this collective nature of us being encouraged and coming together. And when I hung up from that call, I felt encouraged. And it seemed like everybody was encouraged because there was this idea of being together and being mutually encouraged. And when I see others encouraged, it gives me strength. Same thing when I prepare sermons. I don't prepare these sermons for myself. I prepare them for you. That you would hear what God is wanting to speak to you. And when I hear back from you that I've encouraged you or challenged you or made you think differently about something, it encourages me. So in a sense, then we're both encouraged as we live together and speak words of life to one another. And it's easier to persevere when we encourage each other. Encourage each other to persevere. Finally, we read in verses 28 to 30, 32 that there's this continuation of a theme of persevering together. Life is not meant to be lived alone, but collectively in community. Listen to this beginning in verse 28. As soon as I have delivered this money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. And I'm sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me given to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea who refuse to obey God. Pray also that the believers there will be willing to accept the donation I'm taking to Jerusalem. Then by the will of God, I will be able to come to you with a joyful heart and we will be an encouragement to each other. There are so many words in that section of mutuality, of being together, we, us, together, brothers and sisters. And you can see that Paul looks at this as being in it together. And the unique thing about this passage is that up to this point in time, Paul has never visited the church in Rome. When we look in chapter 16 of Romans, we see Paul name at least 27 people by name in one chapter. But he had never been to the church in Rome. 
So how did he know all these people so personally if he had never been there? What I think is, as he traveled across the Roman Empire, as he shared Jesus, as the gospel was preached, as church, churches were planted, he met people and invested in people, and they invested in him. There was this mutual relationship, this, this being in it together. And he got to know them. And then as people moved on and he moved on, many of them ended up in Rome as a part of this church. And so when he's looking at these people and writing this letter, he's not writing it in a generic manner, but to people he knows and loves and knows are in the trenches together. Paul is not in this alone. Paul is not persevering by himself. He is looking at the church and seeing that we are in this together. And even when he was physically alone, you can hear him asking for the prayers and the passion to stand together for the sake of Christ. Paul needed the church. The people of God, we need the church. And when plans changed, they persevered and we can persevere. Together, we can see that perseverance is bigger than us. We can see that showing and sharing Jesus is both reciprocal and inseparable from the gospel. We need to continue to encourage one another and remind each other that we need to persevere together. So where do we go from here? Well, first I ask you, do you ever feel like giving up? I know I have. And maybe you're in a season where you feel like giving up. Maybe it's a day, a week, or a month. Maybe it's because of something with your job, your family, even the ministry that God has called you to. Some days you are just tired and discouraged and feel like throwing in the towel. I beg you not to do that. I encourage you to persevere. In these crazy times, it can be an emotional roller coaster. But keep holding on. Don't quit. Even when you're frustrated, I know the feeling. And I want to ask you to simply do two things today. One is pray. Pray and ask God to help you to persevere. That we need to get in front of God and find strength in him to persevere. I love this verse in Hebrews 12, 12 to 13. So take a new grip with your tired hands. Strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. I believe as we pray together, God will give us supernatural strength. And just like Dorian Nemo, we can just keep swimming. Even if we don't see the end in mind, we just keep going. We don't quit. We persevere. We take a new grip. We strengthen those tired hands and keep going. And second, I'd encourage you to talk to someone. Talk to somebody. If you are in need of encouragement today, you need to pull out your phone, your email, whatever, and find the most encouraging person that you know personally. And you need to give them a call. You need to interact with them and say, I need encouragement today. Can you just encourage me? Don't delay. Don't put it off. Lean into those encouraging people in your life. There are people who have your best in mind and will encourage you. For others, maybe you're feeling full of life and excited and encouraged. 
I would ask that you would encourage others. That God has given you that life to give away to someone else. Maybe it's a phone call, a text, a message. Whatever it is, pray, ask God to allow you to be an encouragement to others around you. We need to talk to someone. We need to interact with one another. We need to persevere together. There's an old story told. And this story is about whether or not each one of us individually can make a difference in the lives around us. Maybe you've heard it, but I think it's a great reminder for us. And it's about an old man who was walking down the beach on his daily walk. He did this every day for many, many years. And one day he spotted a young boy crouched by the water, scooping something up from the sand and throwing it into the sea. The beach was normally empty on his everyday walks. And so this old man stopped to watch and try to figure out what this young boy was doing. He noticed that the boy kept on shuffling a little farther down the beach, then repeating the same action again. Stopping, scooping, throwing, then moving. He walked up to the boy and said, what are you doing, boy? The old man asked, walking closer, and, and the young boy said, I'm saving these starfish that are stranded, replied the boy. If they stay on the beach, they will dry out and die. So I'm putting them back into the ocean so they can live. The old man was silent for a few seconds. Young man, he said, on this stretch of beach alone, there must be more than a hundred starfish. And then as you turn the corner on the beach, this beach goes on for miles and miles and there's thousands of stranded starfish on the beach. Do you really think you can make a difference? And the boy stood there for a second, stopped, scooped, and threw one more back in and said, maybe I can't save all of them, but I made a difference for the one. And maybe today God is asking you to just make a difference for the one. If you need encouragement, just keep swimming. Persevere together. And if you are encouraged, take that and give it away to others so that we can persevere together in the midst of some very challenging, interesting times. Let's persevere together. Father God, I pray that you would give us your supernatural strength and people in our lives that we could persevere together in the midst of whatever we're facing. God, that we wouldn't give up, that we wouldn't quit, but God, that we'd identify that we are here to do this together. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are discouraged today. God, may you encourage and breathe new life. Encourage them to keep going, to not quit. Pray for those who are encouraged. May they give that encouragement away to others. That for all of us, that we could identify that we need to persevere together. And in the end, it will all be worth it. 